Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Today's topic, first words, specifically the first words of the risen Jesus Christ. We do not know the first words the baby Jesus spoke or if Mary or Joseph were the first to hear him. You know, many parents are excited when they hear what sounds like mama or daddy. Whatever that first word is, parents get excited about it. We don't know Jesus' first words as a baby. However, we do know the first words he spoke as the resurrected one, Jesus of Nazareth, the Messiah. It happened early on that first day of the week, morning after sunrise. John writes about Jesus' appearance to Mary Magdalene, and Matthew writes about his appearance to the other women. In fact, as we read the accounts of the resurrection morning and compare Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we can sort of weave together a picture. Obviously, we don't have the exact chronicle, but we have to piece it together from the various accounts. It appears that early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene, along with some other women, went to the tomb in order to anoint the body of Jesus. They were expecting his body to be there. But as they came to the tomb site, they discovered that the stone opening, the, the rock that was covering it, had been rolled away. And so this alarmed them, and Mary Magdalene evidently left immediately to go and inform Peter and John of what had happened. The other women, meanwhile, perhaps also left and got other women because we have two occurrences on this day. They're not exactly at the same time, but Jesus does appear twice early in the morning to witnesses that are women. The first, we're told, was to Mary Magdalene. We read about that in John's Gospel. And let me read that to you. John chapter 20. Early on the first day of the week, while it was dark, still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb. That is what she started on her journey to the tomb while it was dark. Now, it's not a small distance. So by the time they get there, the sun has risen. So she discovers that the tombstone has been moved. The rock has been moved. So she came running back to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and John take off, John's gospel tells us, running to the tomb. And Peter arrives first, followed by John, or else John arrives, and then Peter goes into the tomb, John stays out, and then goes in subsequent. At some point, Mary also arrives. Peter and John see their situation, and they leave. But Mary stood outside the tomb crying, we're told, in John twenty eleven, And as she wept, she went over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white 
seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. And they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she said. I don't know where they put him. At this, she turned around and she saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. Now, how could that be? Well, for one thing, she's crying. She's upset. Her face is probably down toward the ground. She's weeping. And these are the words, the first words recorded that Jesus, the risen Christ, said, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking that he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Now, can you imagine this? Mary, on her own, is going to go and get the dead body of Jesus where he was and carry her along with all the spices that have been added to the wrappings. At this, Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him, and she cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni which means teacher. Now, obviously, according to the next words that Jesus says, we know that she must have grabbed a hold of him. There he was, living person in front of her, and she grabs him because Jesus says, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them I'm returning to my Father and your Father to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Now that's the first recorded conversation of the risen Christ with the first witness, Mary Magdalene. Now we're familiar with the story of the women coming to the empty tomb And that is a witness that the body is missing, that it wasn't in the place where it had been buried. It's sort of a witness by absence, but it's not a positive witness of where he's at. But here Jesus is standing in front of Mary, and when she hears her name spoken, by this man whom she dearly loves. After all, he had saved her from a demonic-possessed life. And she had been a devoted follower to him now for probably two two years or more. And she knows the sound of his voice, and he speaks her name, her personal name, Mary. Oh, she could not mistake that voice. She knew that it was Jesus and looking, she, she grasped him. She clasped his feet. Because that word can be that she clasped. She start cla- stop clasping me. Stop clinging to me. Start, stop hanging on to me. Now, why, why would she be hanging on to him? Well, she didn't want him to go. She didn't want him to disappear. But notice that she's able to clasp his legs. She's able to cling to him. She feels his flesh, his bone. It's a real body standing in front of her. And she's holding on. She doesn't want to lose him again. But he tells her, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to my father. So what is Jesus telling her? Well, he's saying, Mary, 
Mary, I'm not in the same position I was before. Because I now, I'm in a body that's meant to dwell in heaven with the Father. You see, though these words of theology are not spoken, yet these words of theology are implied. In the incarnation, the Word became flesh. He became a full human being. That means body, blood, sweat, and tears. Everything that humans are, Jesus was and is. But the body of the resurrection is an immortal body. It's a body that has been transformed for eternal dwellings. He is the firstborn from the dead. Now, you know, he'd raise people from the dead, but they weren't from the firstborn from the dead. Why? Because they were brought back. They were resuscitated to the same kind of human body they had before, one subject to death, that one would die again later. But he arose in an immortal body, never again subject to death, sickness, or disease. It was a body meant for the heavenly dwellings. And he would not be remaining here on earth. So the relationship between Mary and Jesus and Mary and the disciples, though it will continue, it has now entered a new dimension and a change because he will be ascending to the Father. He will be returning to heaven from whence he came. He who descended will re-ascend into heaven. Now, that didn't happen then. It happens 40 days later. But he's getting ready to prepare her now. I've not yet returned to my father, but I'm going to. Now, here's my commission. Go and tell my brothers that I'm returning to my father, to my God and your God. Okay, Mary left. She went to inform the disciples. Now, we're told from other sources, like from Luke 24, that the women came and they bore testimony to what the angels had spoken to them or what Jesus had said directly to them. But we were informed that the disciples did not believe, or at least they were skeptical, for sure. And the author says they did not believe the women's report. There's another incident. Now, we're not sure exactly on the sequence, but it happens in the morning and it involves the other group of women that Mary Magdalene had first began the journey with, but at some point, they must have separated. It's recorded for us in Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. We're informed that after the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. Now, one says in the dark, that's when they began the journey, but now they're at the tomb at the dawn, the daylight's breaking. And the angel says to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. So they didn't see Jesus in the tomb, but they do see an angel. He's evidently sitting perhaps on the stone at the entrance. Not being there, I can't say exactly. But the angel informs her, he is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place 
where he lay. So here we have the angelic witness to the resurrection of Christ. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and he's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women, I mean, the, the angels are emissaries. They delivered their message to the women. Now the women are to go and tell the disciples. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and they ran to tell his disciples. That's good. <laughs> They're going to go tell the disciples. But suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. Now, the word in Greek here, uh, we sometimes translate it hail, H-A-I-L, or greetings. It's, it's a word that's fluid. It, it means uh, it's, a, it's a greeting. So we might translate it various ways, like good morning or rejoice or hello. Here, it's greetings. But they came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped. That's what the scripture says. The risen Christ appearing to this group of women, they physically clasp his feet and they worship him. Now, they're not clasping his feet in order to verify the resurrection. They are, it's verified because he's in front of them. They clasp his feet in adoration. They worship him. Mary had clung to him. It's a restored love. He's back. Here, they worship him. Jesus said to the women, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. So, Christ spoke the resurrection day morning to Mary Magdalene, and he spoke to this other group of women. There's coming and goings, this was not at the same time. There's different times in which they have passed each other on the way. Mary has gone to inform the disciples. The women come. There's a lot of activity on the day of Jesus' resurrection. And four witnesses, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are recording from us the witnesses that they've testified to their meeting of the risen Christ. What can we learn from all of this? You know, it's interesting that the first people that Jesus appeared to are the women. They're the first witnesses, whereas in the law, the witness of women was subordinate to that of men. You took two or three witnesses to, to verify something, and women's witnesses had to be multiplied because it didn't count as much as the others. But here... God in Christ has chosen women as his first witnesses. Now, one thing, that shows the validity, the authenticity of this report. Because one in those days would not have chosen the women to have been their first witnesses. So this is a true story. These are the true witnesses. And Jesus has restored personal relationship to his disciples, to the women who had followed him, who had ministered to him, and who had been following along and helping the disciples in the days of his ministry. They've been rewarded by hearing the first words he spoke 
and by catching a glimpse, even a tangible touch of the risen Christ. That's Resurrection Day morning, and those are the first words Jesus spoke. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insight. And the next time, remember, Christ is risen from the dead.